You're listening to Comedy Central. You know who gets a lot of women? Brad Pitt. Oh, my God. Women love Brad Pitt. You know, I heard about Brad Pitt. I heard Brad Pitt ain't a big fan of taking showers. I heard this on a hard copy. So it's not like I'm just blurting something out irresponsibly. Let me survey the women here tonight. How many women would rather have sex with a dirty, filthy, stinky, smelly, disgusting Brad Pitt than a freshly scrubbed Todd Barry? Oh, my God. That wasn't even close. I just won that by a total landslide. Did any woman here choose Brad Pitt? Seriously, raise your hand. Did you really? Oh, my God. What is your name? Jenny. Jenny. Okay, Jenny. I'm going to have to think on my toes now. Because this is never happened before. <laughs> Let's say Brad Pitt hasn't showered in a year and a half. <laughs> then he runs the Boston Marathon. <laughs> After he comes across the finish line, he trips and falls into a giant pile of pig Me, on the other hand, Jenny, I've taken a shower, I put some lovely deodorant on, I deep condition my hair. And then I walk through a car wash. Jenny, who do you select now? Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, I admire your initial honesty in choosing Brad Pitt. And my hunch is there's like maybe two other women here tonight <laughs> who would choose Brad Pitt over me. And I have one thing to say to those women. Brad Pitt will never f*** you. <laughs> All right, that was Todd Barry with his joke about Brad Pitt. What a hottie. Both of them. Both Todd of them. Barry yeah. and Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple Hard of hotties. Choose. Hotties with bodies. Welcome to Stand Up with Chris Stefano. With me as always, Nicole Boyce. Your humble producer. Hey, boo. How's it going? That was a How's 90s clip, which I appreciate. I chose older clips last week. And yes. I got some flack. Be- but I don't know things that happened before... 2017? 17, yeah. That's when my consciousness began. But yeah. So I chose some older clips for us this week. Uh, great. Which I'm really I, excited about. I love them. And then Todd Barry's going to be at Clusterfest. Yeah. And guess what? Me and you, samesies. Headlining. We'll be at Clusterfest headlining the outdoor stage. See you there, Todd 35 Barry. million people. Isn't that crazy how... Um, Todd Berry looks the same in that clip. He looks genuinely the same. I saw him last week at the Comedy Cellar, and his cool, hairline cool, cool, is cool. at the same place. He's maybe <laughs> a little bit grayer, uh-huh. but he looks exactly the same, and his 
His voice has changed a little bit. That's now. what I noticed as well. Why do you think he went deeper like that? <sighs> Throat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really sad story. Yeah. <laughs> Can't ask no, him. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think like yeah, people's everybody just changes their cadence. Their, well, his cadence didn't change, but yeah. I think like when you start to know more about what makes you funny, it just locks in. Yeah. To yeah, that yeah, yeah. thing. Are you gonna drop your voice ten years from now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sounding kind of gay. Um, no, I, you don't I sound kind of gay. Really? Compared people to say me. that to me a lot. No, people say that people to me a lot. People say you sound gay. Yeah, Who's people always you that? people always like that's so mean. Uh, weekly, somebody back are you? Weekly. Yeah, they're like, are you gay? It's kind of gay. I don't uh, know. It's I Monday at eight a.m. Time to tell Chris he sounds gay. Dude, I don't, mom. Um, <laughs> I don't care. It's like whatever. Um, yeah, but, it's not an insult but I don't know. to be gay. <laughs> it is not an insult to be gay. Yes, you're right. Um, um, so you think his comedy stayed the same, Todd's, like his cadence has stayed the same? Because that clip is from 1999. Good year. I think Weird Al Yankovic came out with um, a song that year. Didn't he come out with Amish Paradise or something that he year? He probably came out with a song that year. <laughs> do you even know who Weird Al Yankovic is? No. No. Yeah, I do. He did... Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. He did. Uh, have you ever seen Todd Barry perform live? I have, yeah. I've seen him do drop ins and stuff like that. Yeah. He's very fun to watch. Yeah. Do like workout new material. Like, it never really feels like he's work. It always feels like he's very in control. Always. And even from that clip, like he just, you just trust him, I guess, or maybe because of its cadence. Todd Barry is a very, very, very calculated comedian. Yeah. So he's like that style of like knowing exactly what you're going to mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. as opposed to like just leaving some room for improv mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. I'm sure he can do that but like his style on stage is very much like I have everything worked out mm -hmm. I'm going to deliver this mm -hmm. and it's going to come at you fast and hard mm -hmm. whereas you know as opposed to me I just go up there with sometimes no plan <laughs> and then people are like why don't you have a plan <laughs> do you and really like, sometimes just like an go idiot. Up, no plan Chrissy Confusion um <laughs> I no, not that I don't have a plan. I always know where I'm going to start. Okay. I always know the opening joke okay. and the closing joke. I okay. always know that. Okay. And then in the middle, Bookings. I try to just like pick jokes that okay. I think work, okay. or if it's a set, like sometimes like jokes A, B, and C go well together, but like joke A just didn't work. So then I just have to abandon B and C and just come up with some new shit, like on the fly. Wow. So how often do you have to do that? It depends. If I'm working on new material, yeah. I'm working on a second hour that special depends. for Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite often, you're just like, "Oh, I thought A was going to work, and then it just <laughs> did not." So, like, bye, jokes B and C that go with A. So that's kind of like we were talking about that Dane uh, Cook. Oh my God! From this, from the, from the next season of the Half Hours after Todd yes. Berry's, Dane Cook just threw out all his material. It's for nuts. His half yeah, hour? if you want, if you have time, watch this sec. It's this Dane Cook's Comedy Central presents. So it's like a legendary story that Robert Kelly, the great Robert Kelly, told me who was very good friends with Dane Cook, still is. They all came out of the Boston comedy scene together in like the late 80s, early 90s. Early 90s it was um, Dane Cook, Gary Goleman, and Bobby Kelly. Those were Whoa. like, they were like rolling together from Boston to New York. There's like a lot of stories like that. I know it's like a little tangent, but just real quick and then I'll get back to the <laughs> Dane Cook. It's also like in the early 90s, Big J Okerson, Keith Robinson, and Kevin Hart would drive every... Every day, not every week, every day uh -huh. from Philadelphia to New York City to come do the comedy seller shows and then go back to Philadelphia. Every like, day? Yeah, so like Big J Oakerson, Keith Robinson, and Kevin Hart before they 
that before is Kevin the... Hart was Kevin Hart. Yeah. They would just come to the comedy cellar uh, initially just to watch Keith, and then they would drive back to Philly. But then, but then, like as I guess their career started to take off, they started to move to New York. But like they did that every day for like years, and like there's some classic, classic, like Kevin Hart in the back of the. Keith's car stories or Big J Okerson <laughs> stories like it's nuts so what do you think Kevin Hart and Big J Okerson talk about they're like friends from Philly they used to talk about I heard a Philly hilarious stuff. story once where like Big J Okerson like was whatever down in the village doing a show and he tried to close on a bit where he got completely naked down to his underwear and it and it bombed <laughs> and Keith and Kevin were there and he said for like literally the entire ride back to Philadelphia, he was getting roasted <laughs> by Kevin Hart and Keith Robinson. And it's like, that's cool shit that, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of times like people will see a comedian, uh -huh. like all of a sudden they'll blow up. Like I heard one time somebody say when Amy Schumer got the train wreck movie after like the second or third season of Inside Amy Schumer, they're like, oh, Amy Schumer's like an overnight success. It's like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. What do you mean an overnight success? Yeah, that girl yeah. was like in the comedy clubs all day, every day for years. Same thing with Kevin Hart. It's like, you you know who he is now, but it's like, do you know him in the backseat of Keith Robinson's fucking Subaru <laughs> sitting in traffic? Oh, you didn't say I was in a Subaru. That's yeah. That's even worse than I could have imagined. But real quick, getting back to, and then we'll get to another comedy You're clip. Dane Cook, yeah. Yeah, Dane Cook, Bobby Kelly told me that um, they used to film the mm -hmm. half hour specials like they used to do like five or six of them in one night as opposed to like nowadays like I did my half hour special like four years ago it was just me and Rachel Feinstein for the same audience cute pairing cute soups cute <laughs> um Rachel Feinstein and I sorry my mother listens to the podcast and she wants me to be grammatically correct Rachel Feinstein <laughs> and I um so that's a better way to do it but okay. in, the, in the initial thing I guess you know trying to same figure it audience. out same audience for like five, five or six comments. half hour specials, which don't forget, these things get edited down to half hours. Yeah. They might be on stage for 45 minutes. So Ooh. Dane Cook, yeah. So Dane Cook went last and really felt like the audience was like dead. Uh -huh. And instead of doing like his Comedy Central pre-approved 30 minutes that he was supposed to do, sure. he just went completely off the rails. And if you watch it, he just does crowd work. He's jumping on the drum set. He's like all over the place. He has his shirt off. He's just in an undershirt. Oh my goodness. And he annihilated. Really? And he be started to, like planted like the first initial seed to become Dane Cook because he was like, everybody Whoa. was like, who is this guy? And he crushed. And it's like one of those moments where it's like sometimes if you just trust your own instinct as anybody, as an entertainer, as anything, it works out. There, There is a percentage of time will will not work out. Sure. So sure, it's sure, like sure. you just got to gamble, but like, fuck it. Can't get herpes twice. <laughs> <laughs> and always remember, kids. Always remember that. You can't get herpes twice. Yeah. I guess you can. You can get on your mouth and your genitals, but can't whatever. Who's next? Three times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you want to play a little bit of that Dane Cook clip? Can we? Yeah, Chris. Yo, you're yeah. like a wizard, Nicole. I got it all. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're young. So, like, you just were born with a computer. You are a computer. I am. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in my arm. Yeah. Okay. Let's play it. I mean, he's standing on the tables right now, running on, like, he broke the fourth wall and stood on the audience. Now he's squatting. What's up? What's up? He's squatting on the floor doing the stand-up. <laughs> this is such a choice. This is my show. See? I'm on the drum. Yeah. I got it's, this set up, man. I wanted to have like a rock and roll show. I think every comic wants to be a rock and roll star. I do. I do. That's my dream. But I'm a comic. It's close. Rock and roll show. I mean, he's in That's like the coolest. 
He looks like he That's just walked we out of his kitchen. We come out, though. We ask you how you're doing. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah. You guys feeling great? <laughs> you don't have to do that with rock and roll. Give, give me a little rock and roll. This is rock, all rock and roll has to do is come out and go like this. Yeah! New York City! Out the He's, yeah. And you notice how we said, give us a little rock and roll that had no music cue. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm in a fish tank. Comedy crowds. We always come over yeah. and want to ask you how you're feeling. We always say that. By a round of applause, how do you feel? Right? I bet you this By is a bit. By a round of applause, how you feeling? It's the only place in the world that you judge how you're feeling by a round of applause. You know, there's never any other time where you judge. There's never like a car accident, you know, people, people all over the ground, people running, ma'am, ma'am, by a round of applause, how do you feel? <laughs> by a round of applause, she's not clapping. <laughs> by a round of applause, clear, clear. It, it should be noted that my little notes say that uh, it was too visual for radio, that clip. <laughs> so a little bit hard to tell, but he is moving around, jumped on all the tables. Yeah. Literally going crazy. He literally has his butthole half an inch off the floor for the first five minutes of that set. He's squatting down like he's <laughs> taking a shit in Japan. It's also <laughs> worth noting that it looks really different than the way we do our half hours now. Right. Uh, like they're all sitting at little... Comedy Central, Chloe. Hi. They're all sitting at little <laughs> round tables as if they were at a comedy club, whereas now we just do sort of standard audience seating. Yeah. Also, the set design varied from comedian to comedian, so Dane has a oh. drum kit with his name on it. Yeah. Um, whereas now... The set design is a standard backdrop, and we changed the With name. With their name. Yeah. I mean, also, we talked about Todd Barry. Dane Cook's changed a lot, too. Like, do his mean? voice doesn't sound the same to me. Well, how did his voice change? I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, Dane Cook is Dane Cook. He's, he's blowing out the microphone in yeah. that one. <laughs> the coming with that high of an energy, yeah. it's like you either have to, like, it's like I got now that I've been doing comedy, like I get how like that beginning was completely improv, like where they were like, because yeah. you have to like tell people like, hey, I'm going to do this. You know, it's a whole TV thing, yeah. but he Standards just fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he just like jumped on somebody's table. I'm sure after they had to be like to the audience, like, was that okay? <laughs> like, you know, like this, he just squatted in front yeah. of you, man. Also, the camera angles are set up in advance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah. yeah, so that's like a great... Example. A classic bit from classic Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. Let's get into some more bits then. You want what do you want to do? What do you want to do, Z? I've got two clips coming up. One from Wanda Sykes from okay. the year before, 1998. Wowzers. That's before I was born. And then Lewis Black from also 1998. Amazing. What year were you there, actually born? 1994. 94. I was in fourth grade. Shout out, Miss Wasman. <laughs> my single friends are funny. I don't, I don't go out with my single friends. Not at all. Never go out with them because I never have a good time. Never have fun. We go to a club, you know, guy come over. Hey, can I buy you a drink? They're like, oh, uh-uh, no, no, she's married. I'm like, yeah, I'm married, but I'm thirsty. Why don't you shut the hell up and let me have a free drink? Because women love free drinks. We do, right? But I noticed something. Guys don't buy you free drinks like they used to. They don't, right? See, yeah, remember the good old days? Remember that? You, yeah, remember the good old days? You go to your local bar and the bartender will come over and say, excuse me, uh, ma'am, the gentleman way over there in the corner, he would like to buy you a drink. And you would say, okay, thank you, beautiful. And you would get your drink and the, the greatest thing of all, he would keep his ass way over there in the corner and leave you the hell alone and let you enjoy your peace in private. 
All you had to do was shake it at them. No, stay over there. <laughs> now guys don't do that now. Uh-uh, no, hell no. Guy buys you a drink now, he thinks that gives him the right to stalk you for the rest of the night. <laughs> He's in your face before the drink gets there. You know that guy. <laughs> How you doing, girl? How you doing? Yeah, you can call me Drink Man. Uh, what's your name? What's your name? Wanda. Mm, Wanda Wanda. Wanda Wanda. I'm wondering how you gonna pay me back for that drink later on. <laughs> you go to the ladies room, you come out, he's leaning against the sink. Well, 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 we meet again. Drink man. Girl, you keep this up, I'ma think you following me. <laughs> you on the dance floor, just having a good time. Like, Woo, yeah, you turn around. Ah, ah. Remember me? Drink man. Ah, yeah. Come on, girl, I paid for that drink, you owe me. Like, look, you gave me a drink, not a kidney. You better get the hell away from me. <laughs> I think with men and women, it comes down to sex, you know? We're on different levels when it comes to sex. It's something in men. I think it, that's why there's still people walking around the earth. There's something innate, you know? I think men have something in them where they're like, hey, we got to make more people. We got to make more people. We got to make more people. And women are like, who the hell going to take care of all these people? Hey, get off of me. Men and women, we're just on different levels when it comes to sex, right? Like, look at the porno industry. That's a billion-dollar industry and men support it. They act out their fantasies. And what's the number one fantasy for most guys? What is it, ladies? Two women, exactly. Two girls, that's what they want. Two women. Oh, this greedy bastard said three. <laughs> well, that's for inflation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they want, two women. Fellas, I think that's a bit lofty. Cause come on, think about it. If you can't satisfy that one woman, why do you want to piss off another one? <laughs> why have two angry women in the bed with you at the same time? And think about it, you know how much you hate to talk after sex. Imagine having two women just nagging you to death. <laughs> so what are you thinking? Come on, let's talk. Hold me. We never cuddle. the thing, man, two women, two women, you know? And that's proof right there that men and women are on different levels, you know? Because men can watch two women together, and that's a turn on. Doesn't work the same way for us, does it, ladies? No, uh-uh, see everybody, ah, uh, no, see? No, it doesn't work the same. You ask any woman here her sexual fantasy, and I will bet you a million dollars that it's not to go home and catch your man bent over with some big burly guy standing behind her. Oh, yeah! Ruin your day. What do you say to that? Walking, what the hell 
to catch your husband sharing a warm bubble bath with his new bowling partner? <laughs> no, what, say, what do you say to that? You walk in, what the hell is going on here? Calm down, honey, I bowled the perfect game. <laughs> he bought me a drink. The guy turns around, ah remember me? This country has finally lost its mind. I know exactly the moment that it occurred. I was in my apartment. I was watching TV. It was January. And the pre it was announced, it was announced that the president of the United States may or may not have had oral sex with a 21-year-old in the White House and that that, and now I'm quoting, wasn't the bad news. <laughs> what was the bad news? The bad news was he may have made her lie. Ooh. <laughs> At that point, I went down to the International House of Pancakes. Because I needed to put my teeth into some pancakes before they reached around to try to eat my brain! <laughs> the next day, this country went nuts. Next day, a discussion started, and it, was, it took place in every office, it was in, every, it was in all media, it was everywhere. And the discussion was, is oral sex adultery? And I kept thinking, did I miss a day at school somewhere? I know I didn't pay attention, but at what point did the principal announce that, well, did he come on like a Thursday afternoon and say, you know, uh, tomorrow you'll be having fish sticks for lunch, and I want you kids to remember that BJs don't count. <laughs> is oral sex adultery? Yes! There is no discussion! If curling is an Olympic sport, then oral sex is adultery. And oral sex should be an Olympic sport. Why? Because it's harder than curling, and if you're any good at it, you deserve a medal. Now, in case it's not obvious to you, I did some LSD during my life. LSD was because it allowed me, I thought, to have every thought that was humanly possible. I thought after taking LSD, I was prepared for everything. Well, I wasn't, because I watched the testimony of Bill Clinton. Four hours. I didn't want to watch it, but since the International House of Pancakes is my health club, I screwed up my back. So I was stuck at home having to listen to this. 
Now, if you didn't watch this, there was not only the testimony of Bill Clinton was on one channel, but on the other channel, he was in front of the UN, speaking live. And I went back and forth. And there I turned him on, and he's doing his testimony. And he says to the lawyer, uh, can you define the word alone? <laughs> he's got to know what the word alone means. He's the president. If he doesn't know what the word alone means, that means he may be thinking that the voices in his head are other people. <laughs> flipped it back to, the, to him standing in front of the UN. And they're all giving him a big round of applause. They're standing up, yay, yay! You got a BJ, you got a BJ, yay! And then I flipped back. And he said, could you tell me what you mean by the word is? Jizz? No, is. He didn't know what the word is means. You have to know what the word is means. That's the first word. It's the word to be. It's why he went out to try to get his winky whacked. I flip back and he's in front of the UN, yay, yay! And I flip back and he said, well, no, I didn't have sex. Because you see, it's like this. If I put a prophylactic in my finger and I put it in my ear, I'm not really screwing my ear, am I? And I flip it back and there he is, yay, there he is! And I'm sitting there and I'm going, which one is real? And then, just before I passed out, I thought, if it weren't for my horse, all right, that was Wanda Sykes. Great. Wanda Sykes is the best. And then also Lewis Black. Also the best. Also the best. Old clips. 1998, yeah. 1998. Also. I mean, Wanda Sykes is like an out lesbian now. She but is. She, in that bit, she was talking about her she was men. Mar- she was married to a record producer. She's introduced as Wanda Sykes Dash Hall in that clip. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now presenting. That's yeah. V interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know how you can tell if someone's gay, Chris? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if their Wikipedia has a personal life section, that's how you know. That's how you know they're gay. Wow. Yeah, because Wikipedia, that's literally Wikipedia's shorthand for this person has come out in their life. If they have a personal life section? Yeah. Either they're gay or they are a controversial character. <laughs> well, let's see. You want to test it? Dated um, another celebrity. I have a personal life ah, on my Wikipedia. Well there, we well, there it is. That's how I came what's out. Thank you for pers- getting me there, what's Nicole. What's your personal life say? DeStefano went to high school at Archbishop Malloy. He then earned a bachelor's degree in psychology from St. Joseph's College and a doctorate in physical therapy from New York Institute of Technology. <laughs> he previously dated comedian Carly Aquilino. So it's either they wow. have... I am gay, but it's... No. <laughs> but they, okay. It's, it's, Be it's honest. true. Good. Comedy Central Chloe knows all the shit. Did you add that in? I swear on everything. Who edited in your high school, Chris? I never, I never made a Wikipedia, never hired anyone to make a Wikipedia. I've never done anything. It says I started comedy in 2002. I didn't start comedy until 2009. So, liar. I'm going to go make some edits. Yeah, I don't even know how, how do you make a Wikipedia? Like, I had to make one for some, I had a job as a personal assistant and he wanted me to make him one and I had to convince, I had to like tell him like, you're not famous and they won't accept you. Like they just won't, they like you can't, no one can just have a Wikipedia. Oh, I love people's egos. It's so funny. Yeah, it's great. I want to make a Wikipedia. It's like, <laughs> dude, you own you own a bodega. What are you talking about? I was a personal assistant for, for a bodega that... owner. <laughs> Bobby Bodega. I just replaced the bodega cat. You know, Wanda Sykes, she's like, first of all, Wanda Sykes and Colin Quinn are the only two comedians at the Comedy Cellar that have that have two headshots up. 
So it's like interesting. What, what does that mean? What does that imply? Well, like, it's a big deal for, at the Comedy Cellar as it is a big deal at the Comedy Store to get a headshot on the wall at the Comedy Cellar or your name's written on the wall at the Comedy Store. Right, So right, right. Quinn and Wanda Sykes both have two headshots weird. up. Which is like weird. It's like you're taking up space. Now Nicole can't have her freaking headshot up because yeah, Wanda wants Wanda's to have two. Wanda's got two. Yeah. Um, well, maybe one, they give it to you when you come out. They but, give you a second one. But they're like icons because... Like, first of all, Wanda Sykes, I've seen her live a couple of times. She rips, like, the only other, like, female comedian I've seen rip as hard as her is Jessica Kearson. Like, Jessica Kearson and Wanda Sykes, like, they turn rooms over. So, you know, unbelievable. But with Wanda Sykes, uh-huh. she, like, two years ago was doing a show at the Boston Garden, okay? Uh-huh. 16,000 people, TD Garden it's called now. And... <laughs> She made like a political joke. I don't even know what the joke was. The like the big the big like arena thing. Like no. the arena. She's doing the arena because it was it's this benefit show called Comics Come Home, Dennis Leary's benefit show. Love it. Um, and yeah, Love it's it. like all like for um, Cam Neely, who was like a, a player for the Boston Bruins. He has like this big cancer foundation. So every mm-hmm. year, okay. they do this show. Okay. And they have like huge, cu- yeah, like huge show and comedians go whatever. I did a 2016 FYI. Oh my god! Um, but wow. the two years later, it's actually 2018. Um, she did this happen. She made some joke. I forgot what it was, but anyway, she got booed off stage <gasps> by the Boston Garden crowd, mm-hmm. like legit booed off stage. There's 16,000 people, uh-huh. and that would make like most people, like me, certainly, like I'd quit. I'd be like, I'm done. She came <laughs> back the next night, not at the Boston Garden, at like a. I think it was Laugh Boston in uh-huh, Boston uh-huh. and like fucking annihilated. And I heard got like a standing ovation or like close to a standing Whoa. ovation with a different crowd, but like the same Boston oh people. So it's like, that's why you have two headshots up at the comedy cellar. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She was like, resurrected. That res- you could just do them both. So that's her, uh, that half hour set opens up with her talking about bombing at a like feminist benefit. Because really? She was making jokes about like how she has to go home and cook dinner for her husband. Yeah. And she was talking about bombing then. So that's really funny that the way that like Wanda Sykes just is I feel like she's one of those comedians, like she's just above it all in the sense that like she can bomb mm-hmm. and like walk off stage like she just killed. Like I guarantee you the booing didn't I mean it affects you, but it doesn't it's like she didn't like crawl into a hole. She's probably like, oh, fuck it. That audience sucked, which is <laughs> it's dope. It's their problem, not mine. It's dope. That's the way you have to be. That's kind of like uh, Lewis Black said, fuck it, when he was like, I'm going to sit down for this entire okay. set. So Lewis is, first of all, Lewis Black is one of my favorite comedians of all time. I've never met him or seen him live, <gasps> but but like I would love to. Um, so come on the show, Lewis Black. You're listening. Well, guess who's going to walk in right now? Oh, my God. Please, welcome to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so he like when I saw that like because like now you know this was like the half hour was like a new thing back then but now like a lot of comedians have half hours a lot of comedians have hours mm-hmm. like in order like visually to make it different like I feel like you almost have to start to do things now mm-hmm. like sit like Lewis Lewis Black to me was like very watchable for those bits that we were watching they're great jokes well written out jokes but like him just sitting on a couch with like a library behind him. I'm like, what is this guy? Like, what is yeah. going on? He's not yeah, just yeah, standing yeah. up with a microphone. Yeah. Being like, this is my next joke. That's my next joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's great. But I just feel like now with like this oversaturation that we have, it's almost like a good idea, I think for me and for you, like to look back at like what the older comics did because they were all like had their own spin on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like now it's like 
you have to like you have to stand out somehow yeah so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting down in front of a library for my next special that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna say <laughs> Louis Black library. yeah Louis, library yeah and you know why I like him so much because he's so political that, and I don't know anything about politics I feel like a good you can learn politics from comedians lose your mind when you figure out who's president <laughs> who I voted for the woman is she not oh um, it's the other um, guy yeah he's talking about Bill Clinton there a yeah. lot of those half hour sets from 1998, 1999 are about Bill Clinton. He was like, the biggest it should thing. should be Comedy Central presents Bill, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. How about the next Comedy Central roast we roast Bill Clinton? Do you think he would ever do that? No, no way, right? No. No. Could you imagine if he a did, though? A president would never do a Comedy Central roast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. For me, it's like I love history, but I, I don't know anything about politics. But the only things I do know are from like Colin Quinn. <laughs> like Lewis Black, like I can't listen. Oh, no. John Stewart, like that's why it was so great because like the Daily Show was like, yeah, I can just like, taught people news for that those couple years. BTW, real quick, yeah. Can we just talk about something I learned yesterday from sure. um, Tim Dillon, um, the great Tim Dillon? When the writers went on strike <laughs> in whenever it was, comedy writers went on strike. I don't know what year, but John Stewart 2004? was. Four? No, eight? It was o- o- nine. But Stewart was doing The Daily Show. Whenever yeah, it was. 07. 07. 07. John Stewart was still hosting The Daily Show. It wasn't Trevor Noah yet. Yes, yes, yes. When the, every other show like had to stop or like they had to like hire in new people, whatever, John Stewart, uh-huh. for like two weeks, just wrote The Daily Show by himself. What? How nuts is that? Like that's how, what a genius and smart, how smart that fucking guy. Could you imagine? I no. mean, it had to be like suck for the writers because they're like, what? John's, I mean, like John. He could do this without us. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say that, I'm sure, because like the writers are extremely valuable. But, yeah. but like, could you imagine writing a television show every day? Monday, yeah. By Thursday, yourself, yeah. politics, and then doing it and like not even mentioning it. It's like, that's like insider info to know. Whoa. How nuts I know, is that? I want to go back and watch all those clips. That's Colbert great. also did it. He did. At he, the same time. Yeah, it was 07 to 08. He, they were writing their own show. Wow. I mean, it's nuts. You have to be a machine. An absolute machine to do that. To then have the balls and the confidence from Comedy Central just be like, yeah, go do it. Like, it's nuts. We go back and look at those clips and Jon Stewart's just like, "Uh, I don't know. They're the worst shows. (laughs) (laughs) No, but. He's like, so I had spaghetti for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't know. Those are crazy. It's interesting that they're talking about the Clintons. We're still talking about the Clintons right now. This was good. I mean, get in these (laughs) 90s clips. Okay, yeah. I feel the vintage. Are you proud of me for choosing these older clips? 100%. I figured out who Wanda Sykes was. I looked up who Louis Black was. Who is your? Who are some of your favorite comedians right Right now? now? Yeah. I or no musicians. Who's your favorite? Who are your favorite musicians right now? I want to see if I know any of these people. Give me three. Okay, Lady Gaga, Charlie Charlie XCX. Do you know her? I actually do know Charlie XCX, and I do know Lady Gaga. Kim Petras. Chloe went into her. Uh, apartment illegally and took pictures with her clothes year. on. Yep. <laughs> so we talked about that. Um, Kim Petras, do you know? Who no. That is? See her, I don't know. Megan Thee Stallion. No. She's a great Houston rapper. Check her out. See her, I don't know. We'll listen to but it. But see, after. this is good. Okay, my favorite comics. You all know my favorite. You probably. Oh. I mean, you go. Name Who's one. Who's my favorite comic right now? I yeah. mean, it's like. I don't know, like Joe Firestone, I could watch forever. Okay, okay. Kyle Kinane, I really, really love. I know them. Um, that's good. <laughs> but see, it's weird. I know them, mm-hmm. right? This is true. Joe yeah. Firestone and Kyle Kinane, but I don't really know them. I just know who they are. But like, I don't mm, know because they're I, different scenes. I've never met them. I've actually mm. never been in Kyle Kinane or Joe Firestone's physical presence. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Nuts. That's absolutely insane. But Who are yes. your favorite comics right now? My favorite comics right now. Let's do this. How about you choose your favorite like vintage, like 90s comics, and then yeah. your current comics right now. Maybe Fa- they're the same. I don't know. Favorite 90s comic for sure is Sam Kinison. Okay. For sure. Love Sammy K. I love Sam Kinison, and I loved um, Paula Poundstone. I would laugh a lot at them. Those are vintage. Um, now, I love um, Tim Dillon. Okay. I just I I can't stop laughing at that fucking guy, <laughs> um, Tim Dillon. I lo- and uh, Chris D'Elia's social media uh-huh. will not stop laughing. <laughs> um, stand up, I, I just haven't seen that much, but I'm sure it's great. But he's but, really good at social media stuff. He's like, so I, I just I, I can't Logged like I, I can't. On. Chris D'Elia and um 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 um. Kyle Dunnigan's social media. I yeah. watch like like legit TV shows. I watch them. I'm like, let me tune into what. They... How does he do that face thing? The I face don't know. swap thing. Uh, I, I like, don't. What kind of technology does Kyle Dunnigan have like in his home, his kitchen? I, uh, dude, I have no freaking clue. But I I literally watch it like it's a television show. <laughs> so those social medias, and I feel like that's that's an important distinction now. Like in 2019. You have to be specific on what comedians you're talking about. Do you mean your favorite stand-up? Do you mean your favorite social media comedian? Do you mean your favorite YouTube comedian? These are all different genres sure, of stuff now sure. where in the 90s it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a comedian because I do stand-up or I'm on Saturday like, Night Live. Who goes to comes to my town and who do that's I it. watch? Yeah. It's like nowadays it's like, oh, uh, do you mean your favorite live podcast comedian? Because that's these are all different. It's true. These are all different things. True, that's true. It's like that's an interesting true. thing. Times are changing. Times are a changing, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say I would say those those are my favesicles right now. I know it's just, but like live performance, like I just like I Jessica Kirsten, I just like shit myself laughing <laughs> every time she comes. I just I literally take shits on the floor of the comedy <laughs> cellar and I have to clean it up. But it's Jessica's fault, not mine. <laughs> and that's yeah, and that's how we get into Greg Proops. Sounds like poops. Perfect segue. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end the podcast with Greg Proops. Yes, I love Greg Proops. Never met him either, but he always wears suits and he's very smart. <laughs> Shout out Greg Proops. Stand up with Chris Stephanie. All right, another great episode. Love you, Nicole Boys. I'll see you next week. And Comedy Central Chloe. And Comedy Central Chloe. See you next week. Bye. You leave white people alone for a long time. They're not gonna come up with a lot of goodness, you know. Every time an election comes around, there's always that same message of love in this country. You know what's wrong with this country? People from other countries. (laughs) Of course, people from other countries. Now we're Americans. Technically, who is from this country? Only the Indians, who we graciously let dwell on their native casinos. We all came over in a boat one way or another, right? And why is it always the ugliest white people with this message? The white race is the superior race. (laughs) We must never allow the inferior blood of the mud people to tear our superiority. You're like, oh, Jesus. Holy cow. You should date around is what you should do. You've got gills and a pointed head and date outside your immediate family is my advice to you. Seek out the swarthy-skinned, almond-eyed people. I think you'll find them a refreshing dip in the gene pool. I mean, 
If you want to live in white world, if you want to experience the stultifying boredom and penetrating ennui that homogeneity can bring, you can go to Canada any day of the year. It's an entire country named Doug. I mean, it's lovely there. It's really lovely, you know. Our country smells like urine, you know. Canada's pine fresh. Because white people do not come up with the good music, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very, very honest. Oh, they can play music, but they don't invent the good music. And the crowd goes quiet. But Greg, white people invented polka. And Gregorian chants. And country. I rest my case. <laughs> White people did not invent blues or samba or salsa or jazz or rock and roll or hip hop or reggae or anything that's fun because... But why, Craig? Why? Why didn't white people invent those things? They produce them and take all the money for them. Because it requires hip movement of the pelvic region during the dancing process and a certain looseness of character which white people do not possess nor are they any good at at any point. You've seen people from other countries dance, right? Brazilians during carnival. It's fabulous, right? Feathers in their hair, breasts hanging out, middle of the day, beads coming off their butt. Alba, alba, wow! Pumping, pounding, reaffirmation of our humanity, right? You don't see a lot of rednecks marching through Phoenix on Martin Luther King Day with feathers in their hair and beads on their butt, do you? Gosh, I feel free. White people invented like Swiss clock dancing. Woo! Heidi, little goat girl, you are kicking the jam. Woo, you got my leader hosing in a situation. Mmm, and this food, it's so delicious. What is this, pure cheese in this fondue? God bless our white culinary heritage. You leave white people alone in constant isolation for thousands of years. You know what their musical contribution is going to be? River dance. I can't move my hips, I can't move my head. But below the ankles, I am a rockin' bag of Gaelic sex. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.